Hi, this is Bex from Garris Random Ramblings. You're listening to The Robin Slim Show. Listener discretion is advised. I'm back and I'm ready to put my foot inside someone's ass. That's how it's done. In this corner, the devastating duo of mayhem, carnage, and absolute destruction, Rob and Slim! You're listening to Rob and Slim Interviews with Rob. Sports, am I right? And Slim. What about politics? Internet Radio's Finest. Rob and Slim Show. Can you hear us, Mike? Hello there, yes, hello. Hi, how you doing? Mike Burton from the Genuine Chit Chat Podcast. I am doing very well. I mean, I'm in the UK now, so it's half past midnight. So I think everyone that I know is probably asleep by now. But I'm doing excellent because I don't really sleep that much. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I always wonder. I'm like, I I know that this time for you guys is is the best. When I usually book people from the UK, I usually offer this time slot because it's it's still earlier than the alternatives. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if you guys invite me on, almost any time i would have made the effort to come in it's it's just on weekdays my girlfriend normally goes to bed a lot earlier than i do so i normally stay up and play video games or read star wars content or edit podcasts that's nice. normally the stuff i'm up doing late <laughs> what uh, what games do you play usually um at re- i'm like i was joking with my mates the other day i'm like two years behind everyone so i used to be really into games in like uh, college and stuff and then when i started doing podcasting i'd take a bit of a back seat and i've been getting my girlfriend into video games and stuff a lot more so we've been playing breath of the wild um legend of zelda Link's awakening and oh, then i have just I'm two missions away from 100 percenting spider-man as in <sighs> the, the old one so like oh it's so the, the so ps4 delect. one or, or... The, uh, is it the the one so like obviously miles morales thing is out like today or tomorrow yes, or something yes and so it's just weird that i managed to 100 percent it literally <laughs> like the day before the newest one comes out and That's i've been playing cool. um i love doom as well and uh, god of war jedi fallen order witcher lots of them uh cool. it just takes me ages to get through them <laughs> yeah i just got a ps4 this past this past year so i'm behind too i just uh so yeah i, I did I, one of the first games i got was a spider-man that game was amazing amazing oh, just web swinging yeah. it's just i could just do it for hours just it's so therapeutic just going around the occasionally it's like oh there's a bad guy around it's like wait i get to beat the shit out of people while swinging around Spider-Man. that's the coolest stuff in the world oh man you're just over the pond mike but uh what what part of england are you in um, I'm right. I'm at the south of England, uh, so the place is called Southampton. Fun. Um, it's basically London. If you go south by about an hour and a half driving, that's where I am. It's um, it's almost like the butthole of England. Not literally. The place is nice, but at England, right at the sort of uh, southern part near the Isle of Wight, there's this crack that goes up the of England. That's basically where I am. Um, other famous things: the Titanic stops by here, so we all know how good that story oh. is. We've got a nice little Titanic museum for yeah, the greatest. 
greatest venture in nautical ships, of course. <laughs> it was all right when it was here. That's what the, the, they say, <laughs> I think. Um, yeah, well, we're uh, New Jersey is like the armpit of America. So mm. you're, we're in the armpit, you're in the bottom. You're in the crack. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're the really weird... When you go to the, the darker parts of porn, you know, I'm at the sort of entry level and you're in the, the fucking deep end. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's about it. Oh, man, and as an outsider, outside observer, how, how do you see... Uh, America, the, the shit show that has been America in the last four years. Oh well, I mean, we've got our own little Trump at the moment, Boris Johnson. I would say he's he's not quite as bad, just to oh, clarify. Um, but I need to look him he, up. He, he looks he looks a lot like a sort of Trumpian. I, I, he's genuinely not as bad. I want to clarify, but it is interesting because I, I my other podcast, uh, Star Wars Comics in Canon, it's on the feed of a podcast called Comics in Motion. It's like a, a different podcast every day of the week, relatively. And one of the guys in there, he's American. So we're all English and we just hear from him like, oh, God, you never know what's happening here. And it, it's crazy. I mean, obviously, you've had all obviously everyone's in the pandemic and then you've had the whole black lives matter movement which uh, a lot of that caught wave over here yes i saw that yeah it, it's it's crazy i mean i'm happy for the black lives matter and the support a lot of the people got and I've, I've got some friends in america who um people of color who have said that seeing across the world the black lives matter movement it really meant a lot to them because obviously yeah. over people may not notice, but in the uk we don't really have at least the same amount of problems with police brutality right. um not to get into a really dark deep uh, thing but over here it's it obviously would happen. It, it does happen. There is a degree of uh, police abuse and things, but it's not the same amount as it is over in America. So over here, we're just kind of... <laughs> a lot of us look over in America and are just like, okay, it's crazy as fuck over there. Over here, we get the diluted version of crazy. So you've got, like, Trump, and we've got Boris Johnson. And you've got <laughs> the massive Black Lives Matter movement, which is this huge thing. And over here, it's like a much smaller thing. So it's, it's a weird dynamic, and it's crazy to see you guys over there. Um, but there's, you know... It's, when I was a kid, I was like, yeah, I'd love to go to America. It sounds cool. And now I'm like, ooh, how much do I want to go to Galaxy's Edge? Why, why don't we wait? Why don't <laughs> what, we wait? Uh, <laughs> Boris Johnson, was he like a celebrity at some point? or no. <laughs> Did he have no. a show? Or is Did he... he have a TV show? Just a politician. <laughs> <laughs> no, unfortunately not. I don't think, to my knowledge of recent, we haven't had... All of our politicians are too uh, standard, like air quotes the standard white guy i know there are politicians in england that aren't just standard white guys i'm overgeneralizing but it is <clears> the way you'd imagine a british politician to be right that, that's basically what they are but yeah. it's quite a fun thing for your listeners to look up and it's boris johnson on a zip line or zip wire and he was doing the celebration thing before he became prime minister and he gets stuck and he's just there on the zip wire on top of this huge crowd with sparklers cool. and a helmet on. And people just start lobbing stuff at him. <laughs> nah, he's, he's cooler than Trump. That I don't know. I don't know. Trump hasn't done anything gotta... cool like that. So. <laughs> oh, my God. How long have you been doing your show, though, for Mike? Or your shows? You, you mentioned you have two of them, right? Yeah. Um, what, if, what I'll say with the, the, the flagship show is Genuine Chits Chat. Um, I've been doing that now for over three years. Um, so I, I've... Uh, like one or two weeks a year i don't release an episode normally around christmasy time and if i go on holiday or something but generally every uh every episode is a new guest i've had a wide variety of different people on uh filmmakers musicians uh authors other podcasters some of them are just my mates that i fancy having a conversation with and then my other show is as i said star wars comics and canon i think i've only been doing that really it was about a month or two before lockdown so it, it was kind of in a good way not, not to say the, not, the pandemic was good but like 
of all the times I decided to start a podcast, it was like, oh man, how am I going to find time to get this all started? And then boom, <laughs> oh, I've got infinite time. Bizarre. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but a little bit before that, I did like, I did other creative and air quotes stuff. I made music videos for a couple of small local bands. I, I did a YouTube show with a mate of mine for a little bit, but that kind of simmered out. So it was just all my mates tell me I talk far too much. So instead of just like verbally waterboarding all of them, I just decided to do it to the internet. <laughs> nice. And I, I did, I wanted to mention, uh, you do have a wide variety of guests and how do you uh, connect with them? Um, it's, it's a mix really. I mean, some people I just am like, I find information about them or someone tells me about them or I just occasionally I'll just see someone on like Instagram recommended to me or something like that. And I'll just go, they're cool. I'll hit them up. Fingers crossed. Um, other times people do contact me and I don't say yes to everyone. Uh, but if they seem interesting enough, then I'll often uh, entertain them and, and have them on for a period of time. Sometimes it's sort of collaboration things. So a lot of the time I like to, you know, if I do a guest spot on someone's show, often I'll invite them on the show. So this is my cordial invitation that whenever you guys uh, fancy it, we can organize it another time. You two can come on my show. And don't worry, you can swear as much as you like because I know how much you guys love know. doing that. So oh, we do. I fucking love it. It's my fucking favorite. Don't even realize I do it half the time. Just F this, F that. Is that, is that, uh, that's a universal thing, I feel. Like, that doesn't, that's not just strictly American. I feel like every, every culture loves a good curse word. Yeah, I mean, with Britain, we've got this weird thing where it's like, we're quite repressed in a lot of ways. Uh, like everyone likes to, the, 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 a good parallel to show is kind of, we have the T, we have the um, TV channel BBC. Um, and that's not the main one that everyone's got essentially. And there's something called the watershed. And it's basically at about 9 PM. Everything goes from like PG, uh, the, like PG and before to like R rated. And it's this thing where it's like before it's like 8.59. It was like, oh, yes, quite. Downton Abbey. Everyone speaks like this prim and proper. And then as soon as it gets past 9.01, it's like, oh, fuck it. I mean, let's go down the shop and kill them. It's like literally two minutes of that. And that's why I kind of view England, which is when the lights are on, we're all quite prim and proper. And then as soon as the lights go down, you get a drink in us. Or what? you see any yeah. English people on holiday swearing constantly. <laughs> Once those kids so, are in bed, then we then we go stabbing. <laughs> so see, I, I always imagine because like we do like fuck and asshole and dickhead. And I just assume British swearing is cunt, cunty, cunty, cunt, cunt, cunt. Uh, or way more <laughs> way more gentlemanly. Like, ooh, you fucking cunt. Oh, this fucking cunt of hair. I mean, I'd like to call myself gentlemanly. I'm not sure anyone who's ever met me would call me that. Um, but it, it is funny because I think Bojack Horseman, they kind of touched upon it in things as well, um, where it's like, in England, if you say cunt, you, a couple of people are like, oh, I don't like that word. And you shouldn't say it like, at your job or when they're children or anything. Yeah. But generally speaking, most people, if you say cunt, they won't really bit, bat an eye. But it's not, it is still like the worst word you can say. But you go to Australian, and I've had a couple of Australian guests on, they say cunt like every few words. It's amazing. They, they call their they buddies like cunts. Word. They're like, hey, yeah. hey, you cunt. Yeah, they, they call yeah. everybody cunt. I love it. It's just cunt is just one of my favorite words. I mean, fuck is one of the coolest words ever because it's, yeah. I think it's the only word in the English language which is a, can be used as a verb, an adjective, and a yeah. noun. Yeah. Yeah. Like so colors just, sentences. Yeah. You pepper it in so everywhere. Awesome. Yeah. Oh. Well, I want to ask too, uh, Mike, uh, the discussions. You guys have a lot of discussions on your show. Do you come up with them or do you just free flow with, with your guest? 
It, it does depend on the guest to a degree. Um, I generally do a few notes. I've got like a notepad and I normally write a few bullet points and things. And then depending on how comfortable I am with the guest, like if it's a guest who is a podcaster, they reached out to me. Generally, you know, the conversation is going to flow quite easily. And if it's someone who's specifically trying to, you know, if they've got a new book coming out or something coming out and they're marketing it, it's normally like you only need a few footnotes and you can kind of go from there. But there's other people who are less confident shall we say that you kind of have to um lubricate the conversation a bit more in, in a way where you, you kind of have to guide it i've had a few guests that really great conversations and you wouldn't be able to tell by listening to the episode but they you do need to kind of work at it quite a lot sometimes because sometimes it'll be like oh when do you do blah 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 and they'll be like i do blah 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 when blah and you're like okay on to the next question. yes i was gonna ask i was gonna ask if you've ever had that where like you have that one guess and like every answer is just so quick it's so short and they're giving you nothing we've had a few yeah. of them in the in the past and it's just it's so hard sometimes it, it can be difficult um i've only really had like two or three guests that are like that but that was primarily due to i could tell they were quite shy in a way so yeah. I, I never i would not name drop or anything because that would be yeah. kind of cool to do I yeah no i wouldn't expect you to but it is, it is one of those things where I try my best, like before the record button gets hit or anything, obviously I don't do things live. I'm not as brave as you guys. Um, but it's before the button goes live, I do speak to the guests and I do just say, okay, we're going to go through this, this, this. You can swear as much or as little as you want. If there is anything that you say and you're like, oh shit, I shouldn't have said that just for any reason. I always offer to edit it out. I have never had to and hopefully I won't yeah. uh, in the future. Normally my editing process is normally just cutting out hearing me breathe or like the odd lag, you know, when you ask someone a question and it just, the latency makes like two seconds and it sounds really awkward if you don't shorten it, but it's not awkward at all when you're in it. It's things like that. But generally speaking, I'd say pretty much all my, all my guests I've, I've enjoyed speaking to, but there are some which are like, you could just ask one question and then that, that's basically it. I, I do want to say I had a mate of mine on um, who's got a podcast as well. His name's Scott Weatherly of the 20th Century Geek. There you go. Plugging him away. And he came on my show it was the episode I just released, and we were meant to talk about the author H.P. Lovecraft, uh, because I don't know much about him. Obviously, I know about Cthulhu in general, and I know that he's a big author, but I, I don't really know anything about him. So I was like, okay, come on the show. We've been looking for an excuse to have you on, because we've done like a few collaborations and stuff in the past. And we're like, cool, we'll talk about H.P. Lovecraft. And the start of the conversation, we started talking about uh, science fiction crossovers and special effects, just like some of the cool things like Mandalorian and Ghostbusters have been doing with the new uh, technology and stuff. And we ended up for two hours and 15 minutes talking about all of those things and didn't even touch the subject that i wanted to to initially start on that's so great though guests, that's great because then you could always go back and do it again and well, that's you... exactly our plan yeah it's yeah. quite a good thing when you've got like loads of footnotes and you barely touch any of them because it's just yes. a great excuse to have them back yeah that is and, and just yeah it's always great when you have that person you could have that conversation with and, and it could be it could be amazing every time mm, yeah exactly and out of interest with you guys like I, I know this is maybe I'm the guest here. I shouldn't be asking you questions, but I, I want to ask: What is there something that made you want to do a live show? Because obviously, people like Rogan started doing live, and I don't think he does it anymore. And it's quite a, a brave thing to do because obviously, you know, you're on air and stuff. But I didn't know. Did you guys specifically set out to do live? Or I'm just intrigued because I haven't really met many podcasters who have done live shows. Uh, yeah. So we we wanted to do radio, and radio is live. So that's like when Rob and I first met. Um, our conversation wasn't, Hey, you want to do a podcast? Our conversation was like, Hey, you want to do radio? 
radio is live. So that's I had previously that's worked in like, radio yeah. and yeah, I just remember, yeah, note editor and all, all the all those things and yeah, yeah, like we were pretty good too. Uh Slim doesn't edit much. Out of the yeah. actual interviews, I don't think he edits anything. Unless like no, you really. said, there have been here and there where somebody's like, Could you cut this out? Like you know, and yeah, we'll we'll do that for somebody, no problem. But uh, yeah, for the most part, we're pretty good. But it was always the interesting thing of like morning radio, where like those guys don't edit; they're just live, and they're good enough to have a conversation. So we were like, we could just do that too. And what we talk about is what everybody hears, <laughs> and that's yeah. and that's that. Well, one of the things I love about your show is it's got it's got great energy, which sounds like kind of Thank almost you. like a cookie cutter answer, but it's just you tune in immediately, and you've just like you've got all your crazy like radio sounds on it feels like oh, you're really in it and you're just so enthusiastic and one of the things i love the most about it is how much fun you have because mm-hmm. you occasionally hear people on the radio even sometimes podcasters not i won't name any names but you sometimes hear a few and you're like are you actually doing this because you enjoy it because you sound like mm-hmm. you're being forced to do it as you guys it's like yeah. it almost doesn't matter if the mic was on or not i could tell that you guys would just be like off on one in the best of ways <laughs> i remember at one point i was like i i i forget how many years ago i was like I, I don't know if it was that I drank too much and I didn't remember. And I'm like, do I even have fun? Like, am I an asshole? So I rewatched an episode and I was like, no, this is cool. Uh, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not as much of a dick as I as I thought I was. <laughs> one one of the on one of the things I despise the most that I, and you can hear it right away when somebody's doing it is people that are overly prepped and are trying to appease other people. We've never do that. We're, we're never looking at like, hey, what do our listeners want? We're just like, nah, we're just going to turn the mics on and that's the thing. But there's a lot of radio and podcasts who seem to uh, think too hard about what they need to do to appease other people. And I think mm. that's not the right way to go about things. Yeah, and it's also you get certain people like I've I've a couple of times I've heard like a podcast. I'm like, oh, that's quite cool. And I, I've contacted them and stuff. And the first thing it goes, oh, so what's your numbers? And I'm like, well, if that's your first question, I don't even want to fucking talk to you because it's like right. I when I contact Great. guests, I don't look at their numbers or their Instagram followers or any of that shit. I just go. It's basically my podcast is would I want to have a conversation with you without a podcast? Yes. Well, that's what I want to have you on. Like my podcast is a good way. It's like an excuse. Because okay. yeah. like, if, I, if I contact some of the people I've had on the show who are um, people who are maybe uh, best-selling authors or something like that, you think, oh, I, I want to have a conversation with you. If you just contact them and say, hey, do you want to chat with me, this random dude over Skype for two hours? They're like, um, no. If you go, hey, I have a podcast, there might be people listening. People are like, okay, that's a good excuse enough. So it's like, <laughs> that's that's my, my sort of thing. It's just yeah. any I, excuse to talk to people I find interesting. I love and I that, yeah. The and uh, just going back to that, I mean, you, you could, uh, we have uh, 12,000, I don't know, on Twitter followers, but our, our episodes get like 100 listens on Podbean, but then it's also like 50 other places. Some of those places you don't even have, like, I don't know, iTunes, there's really no way to track listens on there. There's so many places you don't even know, like how many listens you're getting and all that mm, yeah because it is a weird one because um i applied to there is a guest um that i won't say who they are but there's something to do with star wars who um there's some someone to do with star wars who should be coming on my show in early december that i'm very excited for and then i contacted them their agent said oh you need to pre-submit the questions because lucasfilm need to approve them but oh. also what numbers do you get and i was like oh shit and yeah. so i was like looking at them and i was like it is kind of hard because there are there's like i, I blow to pop bean and that that does get a few of them, but there are lots of rant like a cast. I submit my thing to a cast, but I don't, I have no idea what the numbers are. And there's lots like iHeartRadio and lots of weird little places or like 
no one listens to my show on YouTube. I get like two Same. to ten listens, and it's like yeah. how you get other people who are just podcasts only on YouTube. And I'm like, how do you, how do you get anyone to listen to you? I don't get it. YouTube is a hard grind, man. Yeah, we could have some of the greatest interviews with like four listens on it. Like, yeah, mm. you, it's, it's it's crazy. Um, but you know what I like to say, Mike? I like to say uh, twenty five thousand. I just throw that out there. Yeah, we get <laughs> so, on all that combined, it's about twenty five thousand listens <laughs> per minute. I like to say that. That's second, amazing. Every single person on the whole always listens to the Robin Slim show. Okay, heard it here first. Mike, I, I got a question. So I I love British television, like certain things, like the UK uh, Sherlock was great. I love um, Darren Brown, who's a uh, oh, magician. Love, love fucking Darren Brown. I've seen him a lot of times. There was a series that I loved called Being Human. The UK, was, the UK version was great. And then we as Americans try to adapt all this stuff. And then after watching the British versions, I go and try to watch these US versions and they're awful, like Being Human. The UK version was amazing, and then I tried watching a little bit of the American version, and it was awful. It's so always been the case. It's I, been I don't know. Like, company. I, I was curious if, like, do you guys have things that are like, oh, I love the US version, but the British version sucks? Is that a thing? The, I'd say the only... Pr- there's a couple of shows over here which people have tried in the US. There's a show called Inbetweeners, which is a, a massive, massive I like Inbetweeners. Show I've here, seen that, yep. It, it's incredible. It, it's yeah. hilarious. And uh, that show, I think they tried to do it over with you guys. Yep. And there's a thing in the Inbetweeners in one of the episodes, and it's like bus wankers. That's like a funny thing to yell at people. It, was, it went around for ages when the episode came out. <laughs> and the American version was bus douchebag. And you're just like, that just doesn't work. <laughs> right. And there's certain oh, things like that. And you're like, better. just don't try. And Skins was like that. But... <laughs> The biggest thing that causes the most amount of arguments is The Office. Now, right. the UK Office with Ricky Gervais, there's two seasons of it um, and a Christmas special. And that's where Martin Freeman um, started out. Uh, if anyone doesn't know who that is, Bilbo Baggins is probably all like the guy from Sherlock who isn't Benedict Cumberbum. It's he he started on there. Ricky Gervais is obviously fairly popular. And the UK Office I do enjoy, but I actually controversially prefer the US Office. Obviously, oh, wow. uh, I've heard Steve that. Carell and all People that jazz. Say that. Yeah. But the thing is. They're very different shows because I love um, Michael Schur, who made, you know, Parks and Rec, The Good Place. He's had a hand in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the U.S. office. He's basically all that American comedy. There's like about 15, 20 shows in America that everyone in England, everyone, a lot of people in England love. But the U.S. U.K. office is one of those things where a lot of Americans are like, oh, no, the U.K. office is infinitely better. But, you know, the U.S. office is overrated. And then there's a lot of English people who are like, oh, no, I actually prefer... The U.S. office, and I think it's just a lot of it is an age thing. That's one of the exceptions so... I've heard, where people say the American is either just as good or better. I, I think even Ricky, like at the beginning, like shouted out the American version, how good it was. Mm, it's, I mean, it, it the American one. Obviously, it's like I've seen it all, and it's like nine seasons. And the first season is basically just a bad copy of the UK one. But once they took <laughs> a step away, and they were like, "Hey, let's do our own thing a bit." That's when it really started to shine. Series two from like seven is gold. But the thing is, there are so many episodes. And one of the funny things I find with American shows, not just comedy, is that as a comparison, like over here, we've got a show called Peaky Blinders. And that's like yeah. six or eight episodes per season. Whereas you guys, for example, with like, as an example, the Arrowverse of DC stuff mm-hmm. or Vikings, things like that. There's like 24 episodes per season. Yeah. So you guys are like, you have like 18 hours of, of TV per season. And we've got like 18 hours for the entire box set. So it's, right. it's, it's a weird thing where you guys just seem to 
you want more content. I mean, I guess yeah. there's like five times more of you, so maybe that's kind yeah, of the point. Yeah, we need but... that big throbbing big content. Job. We need it big in our <laughs> but face. That, that's a good <laughs> point. Like the like like yeah. the U- UK Sherlock was like four episodes a season or three episodes a season, yeah. and I think we yeah. tried it in the US, and it was like here's 24 episodes <laughs> that nobody's ever going to see or care about. <laughs> elementary, I think it was, and the funny the main guy in Elementary, Johnny Lee Miller, he's oh, actually in a cult film, which is Train Spotting, which is one of the early films that. Uh, 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 McGregor sort of started in a few others yeah. and it's just quite funny that it's like hey we've got the American version of Sherlock basically but the main guy is from an in- a British film it's like, <laughs> I'm sorry, what's happening <laughs> oh god damn god damn that's good Mike Mike we had to wrap this up but it's been a blast fucking talking to you man it's it's been really good, and what I'm saying is that what we'll have to do is uh, we'll speak to each other on social media, all that sort of jazz, and mm-hmm. I'll have you guys on my show whenever you get a free moment Ooh. to breathe, and we can have a nice long, like normally my shows are like between an hour and two hours, uh, generally depending on people's time and schedules and shit. But it'd be really cool to have you guys on the show to talk about your show in a bit more in depth, and we can just have a good old chinwag without having to worry about uh, timings or being live or anything like that. But yeah. I, I really want to say thank you so See, much for having me on. I no. do really appreciate you guys. Thank it's, you, and I, you I do. Show. It's, it's you do like the American version, like we do the twenty-five minute interview. You you do the American like hour interview, like okay. <laughs> I gotta ask before we hang up though because I've always because Joe Rogan does that right where he does like three hours a person and I've always thought like ah, do you start to get like annoyed at, with somebody after like the hour mark <laughs> are there times where you're like I can't talk to this person for three hours uh, I think the longest podcast I think I've had is about two and a half hours I, I generally when I speak to people and I have them on the show especially if I haven't had them on I tell them oh it's between 30 to 90 minutes and I just kind of vaguely go depending on like I don't really explicitly say what and depending what you can kind you. of tell normally is it's basically at the half hour or so mark it either peaks at half an hour and then dips and then you know you've probably got a show for about an hour or it continues to accelerate and then the hour mark is the peak and that's when you know you've got like a long show so you kind of have to gauge it as it goes in a way but yeah it kind of depends on the guest and sometimes okay. it just depends on my mood or how tired i am <laughs> so i had it before just a quick thing where i had someone on my show and i had to we only planned to do an hour and we had such a good time i invited her on and she came on like two episodes later we had another like hour-long chat that's completely different so it does depend nice mike where can everybody find you in your show um it's on spotify apple and google Podcasts, all that sort of jazz it's genuine chit chat um you can find me on social media instagram twitter and facebook as genuine chit chat and then my other show star wars comics and canon can be found in you know spotify apple google podcasts on the feed of comics in motion but if you have any trouble at all just find me on social media genuine chit chat ask me any question you want and i'll direct you wherever you need to go Awesome, man. Thank you so much. No worries. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much, too. Have a good one. Have a good night, Michael. Cheers, guys. Cheers. We'll be back in a few with Spencer Garrett. Spencer on? What? No, Spencer is not on yet. Spencer! Uh, I shall message Spencer. Oh, my God. It's fucking raining out. Fuck's it raining for? At least it cooled off a little. Ugh. Yeah, it was weirdly hot today. It's been... Yesterday, yeah, yeah it's just, every uh, fucking day. It was like shitty, and and then it'll be twenty out yeah. of the blue. It'll just Where's be this like hoodie 20. weather? No, fuck, not for you, not this year, Driz. Yeah, Driz should do a hoodie weather song. Yeah, yeah, your hoodie weather. I like to wear a hood in the hoodie weather while I'm in the hood. Yeah.
When it's feeling a little cold, but not too cold, like it's still a little warm, but you're a little chilly, I mean, like, you know you ever get that sensation where you wanna wrap your arms around your body, but you ain't like, fuck, I gotta get away from this ice, I gotta get away from this ice, that's what I call hoodie weather, that's right, when it gets dark around 5 and not 8, Call that hoodie weather. Hoodie weather, what's your favorite Thank hoodie? God. <laughs> you like that? Rob and Slim Show. Rob and hey, Slim man, Show. Hey, I, man, uh, I sent you an email a few days ago for you to call me at 5, but I don't know whether you got it. So oh, I, uh, I didn't, Spencer. I'm sorry. I, I That's strike one, I guess. I did not see that. Oh, damn it. Sorry, Spencer. Oh. <laughs> Man, did we blow no it? Worries, guys. How are you doing? Good, We're good. Doing How good. are you? How are you, dude? You're uh, in L.A.? I mean, uh, all things considered, in the middle of a global deathly pandemic, I'm, uh, yes. I'm alive and well, and uh, I'm back at work, thank God, uh, in a very strange strange new world with uh, you know everybody everybody on set with masks and gloves and shields and how does it work how does make, it work when, a television show yeah how does it work when you show up to, to film do, do they take temperatures we, uh, everybody gets tested every day with the, the swab up the nose oh, wow. uh, you know the, the, the you know the full-on uh, stick up the nose thing and we're getting tested uh, the cast members the regular cast members are getting cast every single day uh, I'm I'm recurring. I'm doing five of the eight episodes, so I'm getting uh, every other day, and then we show up on set, and um, you know we're all uh, we're masked up and gloved up oh. and shielded up until the very last second, and uh, right before they call action, and there's an AD, and we whip all of our shit off, and they throw it in a bag, and we do the scene, and then we put the stuff back on again. Wow! And go oh, on to the next scene. It's bizarre. I mean, this is the third gig i've done in the last three months i did uh, goliath for billy bob thornton which was the first first gig back uh during the pandemic and then i did a little indie film and then i'm now i'm on uh bosh i'm actually here on set now and uh so i'm doing uh, five episodes of the last season of bosh for amazon so it's good to be back at work but it's uh it's just you know it's bizarre it's crazy times how was the testing is that uh, does it hurt i heard uh, uh i i know even um my youngest son had to get tested because he had a sore throat for going because he goes no, to school. Fine. I mean, it's a it's a Q-tip. It's a long Q-tip, a wooden Q-tip. Uh, you know, and they go, but they go up beyond your nose, sort of into the back of your throat with, yeah. with the swab. I don't so want my brain. It's unpleasant. Pushed. It's momentarily unpleasant, but considering you know the last four years of what we've been through, uh, you know, <laughs> with uh, yeah. with the, with. Everything coming out of Washington, it's uh, it's a day at the beach. So I was going to say too, dude, how how relieved were you when, when you when you saw that Biden won? I I, I felt like yeah, I, I I actually like felt like I could breathe for a second. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Might I'm, get a little I'm, better. I'm relieved. I, I I'll be I'll be more relieved, uh, you know, on January twentieth. But uh, I don't I don't I don't want to get into a political rant. But I'm just I'm happy it's over. Same. You know, same. I'm happy it's over. It's been a long a long slog. Yeah, so, I, I saw somebody I, I just, too. I just hope I, I'm I'm looking forward to having a president that can take the coronavirus seriously. Yeah, because yeah. uh, you yeah. know, with everything spiking back up again, you know, nationally yeah. and, and and all over the world, it's like we're going 
back to square one all of a sudden. So I saw somebody uh, tweet that it felt like they were just being like a smart ass, but they said like, why would Hollywood actors vote for Biden when he wants to raise taxes on the wealthy? But I just feel like Hollywood is more caring than yeah. <laughs> like always giving to charities and stuff. I just feel like they give a shit. I feel like Hollywood actors give a shit. I really do. Plus also not all uh, Hollywood actors are wealthy. I would think. Wait, say that again. I I, I said that not all Hollywood actors are wealthy. I like disagree. Would be my big. That's thing. why you're in Hollywood. You're yeah. You're wealth. Yeah, I I mean the the, <laughs> the, the 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 word Hollywood, the moniker of Hollywood, it seems to have sometimes sort of a a, a negative implication. I, I'm not sure. You know, it's like you know, how dare these Hollywood liberals open their mouths and express their opinions? But, uh, you know, we're people, too. We're citizens. We're voters. Uh, you know, and uh, we, have, we, have a, we have a desire to express ourselves. So, um, you know, a lot of people take offense at that. But, uh, you know, that being said, not, not yes, no, not all Hollywood actors, not all actors are wealthy. Yes. Uh, I think something like 5% of the entire population of the Screen Actors Guild makes above the poverty line so you know uh i mean it's, uh, even the ones that you know, are that we've heard we've talked to they said it's just a constant grind you always have to be always uh out there and it's hoping, a constant grind hoping it's to a hit constant yeah. grind i'm a i'm a i'm i'm a lucky i'm a lucky guy i'm a lucky character actor that's managed to stay working and you know and i'm i've been at it for 30 years and i finally you know sort of got into a good groove about five years ago so you know it's uh it's a cyclical thing. It you know it's different for everybody. But I have I've got actor buddies of mine, you know, men and women that have been doing this for a long time. And you know sometimes it takes a little while for you to catch on. I mean I got I, I caught a good wave with the Tarantino film last year, and saw that. so you know jo- enjoying enjoying the fruits of that a little bit. But, That's one know, of the few uh, ones I haven't seen. It was uh, uh which one was that? Um, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You're kidding Hollywood. me. You I, haven't seen it yet. I've not gotten around to seeing that one yet, and uh, I wanted to ask Funny. you. It's one. It's one of the. It's one of the best films of all time. I think. I'm not. I'm a little biased. I mean, I've seen it ten times, but uh, <laughs> it's uh, no. It's a fantastic film. I'll you definitely really have to. See to. It. It's really um, good. And uh, what what was your role in it? Uh, well, you have to see the movie to find <laughs> out. Uh, I shall. What I was play, I play? I'm. I'm. Uh, there's a scene in the very beginning of the film. Brad Pitt and Leo DiCaprio. Uh, Leo DiCaprio plays an actor on a TV Western in the 1960s, and I'm interviewing him. I'm a TV interviewer, uh, and I'm 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 on I'm on the set of his TV show, and I'm interviewing him at the very top of the film. Nice, uh, and it opens and it opens the film. So, uh, cool. yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a it's a great scene and a, a lot of fun, and you know, got to work with Brad and Leo, and, and it opens the film, and you know, I'm uh, nice to be part of the Tarantino universe. Well, you know what I did see that you were in Spencer. I saw Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen. And I loved it, and I wanted to ask, as uh, what did you play in that Air Force Chief of Staff? As the Air Force Chief of Staff, how would you handle the COVID crisis? <laughs> I would, uh, I would go, I would defer to the scientists. I was, I was in that movie. I think, I think uh, I was in that movie for about five minutes. Um, <laughs> that Michael Bay thing. That was a long time ago. That was about fifteen years ago, but. Uh, the Air Force Chief of Staff, I would, uh, you know, I'd pick up the phone and get uh, Dr. Fauci on the phone. I'd get all the scientists <laughs> nice. together to do their job because, uh, you know, uh, this particular administration has a, has a difficulty 
listening to the scientists and they think they you know they think they've got all the answers but uh, yeah. uh it's it's the it's the science the scientists that are going to lead the way and lead us <laughs> out of this crisis yeah what what impact would robots in disguise have on us today Ooh. I don't have a I don't have a fucking clue. <laughs> really, I've never I've never been asked that question before. <laughs> and hopefully, we'll never again. Robots. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what impact would robots in disguise? I, you know, I mean, uh, the, the world is a weird enough place. Listen, if if, 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 if if robots came out of the ocean or for wherever they came from, Mars, right. <laughs> if, you know, in those movies, uh, I, I would I would welcome them. I would, welcome this I would just have if say, they could if they could come and uh, get rid of the coronavirus. Uh, you know, I would adopt one. I would, you know, I'd, I'd get I'd get Bumblebee. I'd tell him to come and uh, live with me. I feel like I'd have a sign that said "Don't crush me." I feel like I would always go around with that. Like, please don't crush exactly. me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, oh god damn god damn but how is uh spencer how's uh la uh are the fires calmed down uh the fires are long since calmed down everything's okay. sort of calmed down and now we're just now we're just back to, i think we're on the cusp of possibly another lockdown unfortunately that's yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but uh people out here are pretty good i mean at least in the la area people are very diligent about you know wearing their masks and being socially distant and you know they're doing they're doing their best to uh, you know keep this thing at bay, but uh, it looks like it's crept back up again. So and unfortunately with the flu season coming, you know we might get a double whammy. So people really really need to pay attention to the protocols and you know and, and stay away from each other and not gather and wear the masks and do all the things that the scientists tell us to do because this thing this can could be living with us for a while. Yeah. But so far so good. We're we're safe in L.A. and. Uh, my family back in New York is good, and uh, I'm actually planning to go at Christmas time. Uh, I'm going to go see. I've got family that live on Maui for the last 30 years, so uh, I'm going to go see them. Uh, I think there's a, two, a total of two COVID cases entirely during the pandemic on the island of Maui. So wow. I might end up moving there. I might end up just uh, you know living there, and you know like uh, Tom Hanks, I'll just get a little get a little you know curl up under a palm tree and. Uh, <laughs> And uh, stake my stake my claim out there until this thing is over. Nice, nice. Uh, I saw too. I saw Pfizer said they um, have tested a vaccine that's like ninety something percent effective. So that would be cool. Yeah, That'd be cool to see. Yeah, that would be fantastic. A lot. I mean, a lot of them. A lot of these different companies are trying to move quickly to get them. But you know, the, the distribution is going to be uh, an issue. And so you know, we're not we're not looking at the end of this thing for for quite some time. So. Yeah. But it's a good, it's a light at the end of the tunnel. So it's good. It's good to see that Pfizer's uh, got something going. So I, I hope so. I mean, I'd like to, you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, being able to get back to normal and uh, sit in a movie theater and, and yeah. you know, uh, sit in a theater theater. To, that, you know, that's another food. question I had. Spencer, do you feel as an actor, do you feel like theaters are going to be able to survive? Uh, shut, right now? Shut no, down. right now it's not. I mean, Broadway announced that they're not, they're not reopening the theaters until, uh, September of 2021. So, I mean, I mean, yeah, we'll be back to normal at some point. But, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of what I love to do here in L.A., I mean, I love to do at least a play a year if I can. But, you know, every single every single theater, uh, live theater, is, is shut down here in L.A. for the foreseeable future. So, but we'll be back. I'm, I'm confident we'll be back. Because there's just Once, something you know, so special we, about seeing a production or a, a movie or a live production in a theater. It's just such a different atmosphere. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a communal experience. Whether you're seeing a, 
a show. The la- I mean, the last show I saw out here was uh, was Hamilton. I mean, Ham- the road company of Hamilton mm-hmm. was here in Los Angeles and at the Pantages Theater, which is a, a grand, grand old uh, you know theater palace here on Hollywood Boulevard. And so uh, I saw Hamilton uh, for the fifth time uh, before, right before everything shut down in March. So uh, you know, there's nothing like being you know watching a movie. Uh, you know, with with a movie theater or a theater full of people, it's uh, it's a shared experience, and yeah. I miss it a lot. I really, really miss it a lot. I can't wait to get the, you know wait to get back to uh, sitting in the movie theater, and you know, and even as a, a voting member of the Academy, you know, I get to vote on the Academy Awards, and so a lot of what I have to do during the awards season is you know uh, every year uh, for the last five years since I've been an Academy member, you know, I watch probably. 30, 40, you know, 30, 40 movies, you know, in a movie theater, yeah. uh, oh, you know, wow. watching all the foreign films, every movie that's been released, uh, you have to watch them all so you can vote on them. And, uh, you know, so I'm going to miss that a lot. It's not the same, uh, you know, popping in a DVD or watching something on your TV screen. Yeah. So there's nothing like being in a movie theater. So I can't wait to get back to that again. That's what it was too. Like, that's one thing when my son's come up for holidays or the summer, like we do a lot of movies at the theater, but this past summer I bought, I bought as many DVDs as I could, like just so we had something sort of, uh, you know, similar to what we've always done. Well, do yourself a favor, man, and watch watch the the Tarantino film. I should. I, I do. I have to pick that one up. Uh, I was going to ask too, Spencer. Are you still doing quarantine TV? Uh, no, no. We wrapped up quarantine uh, quarantine the show on Instagram TV. We did twenty five episodes of it, and we're actually right now in the process of uh, pitching it to a bunch of different networks. Uh, we got some interest from from a couple of different places that were interested in turning it into an actual television show. Nice. So uh, no, we wrapped that. We wrapped that up back in August. You're a little behind the curve over there, aren't you guys? Hmm. Uh, yeah, quarantine yeah. ended in August. I thought and, so. Uh, I do think so. Yeah, yeah. So uh, no, we ended, but we're trying to turn it into a TV show. But uh, it was a great experience, and we we started it in uh, in March, and uh, you know, with uh, with the, with the twelve actors, uh, you know, all of whom. To this day, oddly enough, I have not met in person. None of those actors from the quarantine TV show uh, I've met in person in real life yet. We've only seen each other on Zoom. Wow. So, uh, you know, that's another. We're, we're looking forward to having a, a big old rap party when this thing is over so we can, uh, you know, so we can toast the success of the show. We did, you know, we had great, we had great guest stars. We had Randy Rainbow. We had... Uh, uh, oh my God! We had we had so many terrific actors: Stephen Weber and Rob Morrow and Willie Garson from Sex and the City. We had a, we had a lot of really great guest stars that came and played with us, and we ran we raised about twenty thousand dollars for the SAG AFTRA Foundation COVID nineteen relief fund. So that was the biggest biggest satisfaction we had from that was uh, was raising a lot of money for our fellow actors and fellow artists uh, that were really impacted by this thing because everybody's been out of work. Yeah. You know, everybody's been out of work for, you know, for the last eight months. We're just now slowly creaking back to work uh, very, very slowly. So, you know, a lot of a lot of actors that uh, don't have the opportunity to, you know, to, to be on shows right now. Um, I mean, auditions are slow and, you know, the whole business is sort of, you know, grinding slowly back into life. Mm. Uh, but, uh, you know, we, we were happy to raise money for some actors that were, you know, really struggling uh, at the beginning of this pandemic. 
Spencer, I'm curious. Um, it obviously seems like a lot of work right now to film anything because you you know you have to do all the testing and you're wearing a mask. And then, like you said earlier, like as soon as you do the scene, you gotta take off all the protective gear to the scene and then put all the protective gear back on. Well, are we gonna see any fil- films or television during this time where people are just wearing the mask? I was I was wondering that myself. You know what? I'm not I'm not sure, but I think. Uh, I have a feeling that Law and Order SVU, because they tend to do stories in real time, uh, you know, like rip from the headlines kind of stuff. I think they're actually doing their series, and it takes place during the pandemic. Uh, oh. I think the season premiere is it's if it's not tonight, it's this week. Wow! Uh, and I have a feeling that they're doing stories where uh, a lot of the actors, uh, a lot of the characters are, are, you know, are in masks. Wow. Yeah. I was so wondering that I, I, I saw a couple of behind the scenes pictures and, uh, and Marishka is a friend and I saw some pictures of them on, on set. So, uh, I think they're going to be doing that, but I mean, I'm doing Bosch right now. Uh, we're, we're not, you know, we're not doing it. Uh, it's not a pandemic show, right. uh, but you know, there's a couple of shows that we're on the air. There's a show right now on the air called connected uh that's very similar to our quarantine show where uh people are talking to each other on zoom and they're all you know and they're in masks and uh so i'm sure some i'm sure there's there's some things in the works that are taking place during the pandemic that are going to be mirroring what's happening in real life yeah yeah i kind of feel though too like the i, w- I want to watch the show i want to i want to see something that isn't real life right now i want to see right. you know i want to yeah. see a face i i kind of miss that yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. I'm uh, right now. I'm sort of. I'm. Uh, I'm watching uh, a wonderful show called The Queen's Gambit on uh, on Netflix. That's my new obsession. Uh, you know, we're starving for content right now. Yes. So there's a couple of couple of good things that are coming out. But uh, if you haven't checked out The Queen's Gambit, it's really it's really good. I'm not in it. I don't know anybody that's in it. I just uh, it's just my new favorite thing. It's just a really really wonderful show. It's a, a lot of it is about chess. So if you know anything about chess or you like chess. Uh, it's a really, really wonderful, fascinating story. So, and I've also, since uh, since the passing of our beloved Sean Connery, uh, a couple weeks ago, I, I I watched the entire uh, like every James Bond film that he was in. Awesome. So uh, you know we've been we've been we've been watching a lot of Netflix and Amazon and Hulu all summer. So I'm I'm looking forward to no more reruns and you know lots lots more original content. So yeah. you're gonna see Bosch uh, when we finish this season of Bosch. It'll be out in the spring and. Uh, Goliath, the final season of Goliath will be out with Billy Bob Thornton that's coming out uh, in a couple of months. So, you know, there's things, things that are coming out are going to be on the air soon. Cool. Um, but yeah, the, the sooner, the sooner, sooner Hollywood's able to get back to work and really start making movies and TV shows again, uh, you know, the better because people are, people are bored with the old stuff. What was working with uh, Billy Bob like? Oh, he's fantastic. He's an old friend and, and just a, just an amazing guy. He directed the last episode that I did and, to be directed by him was uh, was just really really a treat. He's um, he's great. He's great. He's uh, uh, I I'd always wanted to work with him. We'd never worked together before, so it was uh, it was nice to be able to you know nice to be able to spend some time with him on a set. So um, theaters have reopened or have at least have tried to reopen. I don't know if that's still a thing. Have you attempted to go to see anything in theater? Where in in L.A.? Well, I don't know. I mean, I we're in Jersey. Well, like they I, opened, they opened like uh, briefly no, here, but 
closed down. I, I said again. that earlier. LA's completely shut down. Uh, completely shut down. Okay. So, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. There's no, no, no movie theaters. No, no theater theaters. No, nothing. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I heard that. I heard Jersey was kind of doing a partial reopen. They yeah. did, but then um, yeah. like Regal closed, which is the one around here. They they were not taking in enough money from the the. Because not many movies were coming out, yeah. and not many people are going, yeah. so they weren't bringing enough in. The, so they closed. the The big push was Tenet, uh, Christopher Nolan's new film, right. which I right. saw. I went to the theaters and and saw that in theaters. Um, so I was curious if that had been worldwide, but I guess it was only in like small pockets. Good movie. I think it was only in small pockets. No, we haven't had a movie theater open here in Los Angeles oh, wow. Uh, since, wow. really since the spring. So oh, yeah, it's really a bummer. It's really, yeah. a bummer, it's, it's interesting too, because he refused to have that go like digital. Like he was like, no, wow. it's gotta, yeah. it's gotta be in theaters. I didn't even know that. Um, yeah, no, he very much pushed for that. Like he was like, I yeah, am I not going digital. I video of Tom Cruise, uh, like going to, going to watch it in an actual theater, uh, somewhere. I don't know whether it was in New York or New Jersey or they, they, they had a screening of it, uh, and he went. He went to see the theater. He went to see the film in a theater with an actual audience. Wow! Uh, but that was. But that was very briefly. But yeah, no. Unfortunately, we're we're uh, we're not in lockdown in L.A., but everything's really shut down. It's uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's tight as a drum out here. It's rough. Where in Jersey are you guys? South, South well, Jersey, kind of by Atlantic Atlantic City. Oh, okay, cool. Like. Uh, like down, like around Brick, around there. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Not far okay. from Brick. Yeah, I know where you are. Yeah. Yeah. You've been to Brick. I have. Ah. I've been to Brick. I've been to AC. Yeah. I mean, I used to live. I lived in New York for fifteen years, so I okay. used to go to Atlantic City back in the day. Cool. When did you move out to LA, Spencer? I moved to LA in '89. I've been out of here since 1989. But I, uh, uh, I, I hung under my apartment. I had an apartment in Manhattan. Up until about five years ago, but I, yeah, I placed there for twenty-five years. Anything you so miss out here, stuff. or uh, vice versa? Like, is there anything you miss out there when you're here, or anything you oh, miss, I miss out I here miss when you're there? Everything about New York. I miss New York City every single day. I'm 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 homesick for New York every day. Um, yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, this is where the work is, you know. So, uh, but I miss my actor friends in New York. I miss my life in New York. Uh, this is just. I had. To, I came out here in '89 because this is where the work is. This is where you got to be. So, yeah. uh, but I go, I go back to New York like you know, five six times a year. So I'm, I get, I got to go back and get my fix. You know, and when, when life, when the world is the world again, you know, and theater is up and running, and you know, I go back to New York and and I do a little theater binge. I'll go back for a week or two and and see ten twelve plays, just so I could get my little culture fix, and yeah. then I'll come back to L.A. You know, feeling feeling rejuvenated yeah. yeah that's like uh yeah broadway's been closed too yeah. indefinitely and i know that's been taking a hit so yeah speaking of broadway um i am a huge fan of hamilton which you uh mentioned earlier and yeah. i had only listened to the audio version of it for a while and then uh recently disney plus have released like a live recording yes. of it i enjoyed the live recording but like it it seeing it live for you had to be so much better. Cause I feel like the live recording is kind of like, eh, it's, it's weird. You feel a little disconnected. Uh, I mean the, the, the way that it was filmed was beautifully done. I thought I saw the Disney plus version of it. I thought it was fantastic. I saw the very, very first production of it at the public theater in New York before it wow. moved to Broadway, before it exploded into this, you know, mega hit that it became. So, I saw it kind of before everybody else got hip to it, and then it moved 
uh, it was sort of this wonderfully well-kept secret uh, at the Public Theater in New York. And then it moved to Broadway, and then within months it just exploded and it just became this juggernaut. So uh, I saw it, um, yeah, I saw it once at the Public, and I saw it three times on Broadway, and then, uh, and then here in L.A. Uh, once uh, the road company about a year and a half ago, uh, and then again, uh, back in the spring. So I've seen it. I've seen it five times. Oh, it's wow. just it's just one of the most exquisite pieces of art yeah. I've ever seen. One of the most amazing productions. So and I've seen yeah. the I've seen the production on on you know on Disney Plus too. It's really it's really great. I still listen into the car. You know, I, li- I listen to it on Spotify. I just geek out over that musical. Yeah, it's, it's really quite a, something. A great soundtrack. Wow. I've heard, I've heard that so many times. Just like uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I've not seen that yet, and I do. I'm a little behind here, Spencer. That's all right. Put it on your list. I, it is. I, I'm not huge into musicals, but there have only been two that I really got into, and it was Hamilton, and then there was this one called Hades Town, which was amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. Hades Town was fabulous. Yeah. Just the Good jazz show. and everything, like really, really cool. Were you, had you seen that one live as well? I've seen it. I see everything, guys. I've seen. Yeah, I I saw Hades Town when it first came out. Uh, wonderful production. Yeah, I love that show. What about Cats? I was gonna say either Cats or the <laughs> Silence of the Lambs. Silence the music. When when Cats first came out on Broadway. Oh God, the late seventies, early eighties, something yeah, like that. I still remember I the commercials it. as a kid. <laughs> yeah, I saw I saw it as a kid on Broadway at the Winter Garden Theater. Ah, uh, yes, uh, on the Winter Garden Theater. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I mean, it was there. I think it was the longest run. It was the longest running show on Broadway for a long time. It sort of surpassed a chorus line. Yeah. Uh, the movie that came out last year doesn't really count. I just watched that the other night just 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 to see how bad it truly could be, uh, and it was it was a, it was a tough sit. Was, I heard, I, I was gonna I heard it was I, a stank. I, I have a friend I was talking to recently who loves cats. Had I guess seen it live a few times, and she um she watched the live the the movie, and she was like, I loved it. So I don't know. Oh, <laughs> oh no, a lot of people loved it. A lot of people loved it. I found it very disturbing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was very unsettling to watch all those humans dressed like cats, and it was just very weird. Uh, you, you need to be on the right kind of drugs in order to enjoy it. I think. Oh, where do I get those drugs? That's <laughs> <laughs> if you find if you if you find them, send them my way. Yeah, absolutely, Spencer. Thank you so much for talking to us. Just like the last time, it, it's been a blast. Hey, fellas, it's always a pleasure, man. I'll, anytime, I love talking to you guys. Same thank here, you. my friend. Where can everybody find you? Uh, well, I'm on Twitter at uh, at number one Spencer Garrett, and I'm on Instagram at Spencer Garrett one Spencer Garrett number one. Nice. So, uh, yeah, check, check me out there. Uh, it, it also, just in the, uh, on, on Veterans Day, uh, you know, today we're honoring Veterans Day and honoring our great vets uh, for uh, Jake Tapper, who's uh, the CNN anchor, wonderful friend of mine. He's doing a thing called uh, Homes for Vets. It's a great organization that builds homes for veterans. Uh, and if you go on my Twitter account, uh, you can bid on uh, a half an hour, uh, half of, there's incredible, incredible, uh, you, can, you can have a half hour Zoom call with Sarah Silverman or uh, with Brian Cranston or Ben Stiller, some wonderful, wonderful celebrities on there, some great auction items uh, that you could bid on on eBay. Uh, and I think you could get me for a, a, a bargain basement price 
uh, for a, a half an hour Zoom call and an autographed uh, poster of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But check out, if, uh, for your listeners, check out uh, Homeless for Vets or check out my Twitter page and That's go to awesome. Jake Tapper, Jake Tapper CNN, uh, and the link to where you can bid for any one of these. There's just some, some incredible stuff. There's a, a script uh, signed by the entire cast of Veep and just some amazing items that, uh, that help uh, this cause for Homes for Vets. So check it out. That is an awesome cause. So, yeah, number one, Spencer Garrett, and Spencer Garrett won on Instagram. Thank you so much, Spencer. It's been right, a pleasure. Fellas. Have a break a leg, as they say. Thank you, boys. Uh, stay safe, everybody. Okay, put a you know wear the mask and uh, let's let's beat this thing so we can get That's back it. to life and get back to the movies. Okay? Yes. See them faces again. That's yeah, it. for sure. I want I want to see your faces. <laughs> All right. Love All you, right, Spencer. You take care. You too, take my care. friend. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. We'll be back after. Uh, some liquid comes out of my pee hole. I'm going to drink that liquid. Oh, I didn't say that was acceptable. With a mask? Should I? Is... Well, yeah, I'll wear a mask, but I'm going to cut a little. I was going to wear a mask over, over my oh, pee hole. Yeah, yeah, that works. All right. Rob and Slim Show. Hey there, Rob. It's DJ. Hey, Mr. DJ from KnifeLert.com. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Rob. How about yourself? Good, good. Slim's here, too. He's just really drunk. I've Mr. been drinking DJ. a lot, DJ. Hi, DJ. DJ. <laughs> Hi, Slim. He can barely say DJ. Yeah, no. He can barely <laughs> say two letters right now. That's I, where I made at. the mistake of like just having a cup of ramen noodle all night, all day and then drinking a lot. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Oh goddamn, goddamn! But uh, Mr. DJ, you are uh, you are a dominatrix, correct? I am a dominatrix, yes. And uh, yeah, we've we've talked to uh, Ryder Doll from Night Flirt. We've also talked to Sarah, uh, okay, from Night Flirt. And I think Sarah does the dom thing a little more. Ryder does the um, financial dom sometimes. Is that? She part does. of it? Yeah, she does financial dom, um, and she also does, I think, kind of GFE stuff. She's a little softer yeah. to the guys yeah. than I am. Um, <laughs> no, I don't do financial domination. I just like to control and manipulate and sometimes destroy lives. Oh, wow. <laughs> cool. What's your number? I need my life destroyed. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, do you want me to send you Slim's number? Or we got we to get, get Slim's destroyed. <laughs> Oh, but um, uh, how for COVID? I feel like it's the perfect profession. You're already socially distanced. Uh, it is. It I was, is. I, I have done real time doming. Um, I have another house uh, in Oregon, and um, I was doing pro doming, but obviously with COVID and whatnot, you can't. Plus, I'm in uh, California now to take care of my dad. So, okay. but what we do on Night Lord, absolutely perfect for. Yeah, COVID situation. Has business and, picked up with You know with what? It? The guys are lonely. They're, they, you know, they're yes. locked up, too. They can't get out and go to strip clubs or any of that stuff, so they call us. I know Ryder, uh, since it started, her her calls have gone way up. As soon as she logs on, she's instantly getting calls, and they're like hours. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. What did yeah. you say you were doing a little bit of pro-doming? Is that what you called it? Pro-doming. Um, I have a dungeon. It's not anything fancy. It's just my basement, but I have a lot of equipment and so i did oh. in-person domination so the things that people talk about on the phone 
I do in real life. <laughs> what is, uh, is, is there like a most requested thing in, in Dominatrix? Do you, do, you, do you have to kind of feel the guy out to know what he's into, or is it just whatever you want goes? No, I mean, I do kind of control the situation, but usually uh, what I do is I, I ask the guy, give me three things that you're into or want to explore. I mean, you have everything from wanting to get flogged to CBT to, you know, um, being denied. I mean, you name it, they come up with it. So I usually have them pick three things, and then from that, I select one of them, and then that's what we do. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. How does that um, play into into the phone thing? Like, you just you, you tell them what to do, or well, yeah. So same thing. You know, um, is there anything you're interested in learning about or discussing, or you know, one of those things where maybe they're married and their wife isn't into kink at all, so they might want to do something like you know, tie up their testicles and, uh, you know, masturbate while their testicles are tied up with weights hanging from them or something like that. You never know what the guys are going to come up with. (laughs) That doesn't seem like you're involved in any way, though. Like, yeah, you just jerk off while you got weights tied to your balls. You know, I just tell them what to do. See, that's the thing, though. You guys just grab it and yank away, you know. I like to give them a little more attention to detail and make it feel extra good. So, yeah. Is is there anything important for a guy to know when he's addressing a dom? Like how to address you, or or, or is there a certain thing they should should do? Now I'm old guard, so I'm a bit of a stickler for they call them honorifics, and that's yes, ma'am, and making sure names are capitalized, titles are capitalized. But really, I'm pretty easygoing on the phone. It's you know as long as you're not calling me hey babe or you know hey cookie or some sort of a nickname like that. If it's ma'am, mistress, or even just DJ, it's fine but i don't want something you know cutesy like honey or something like oh, that okay gotcha gotcha yeah nice and uh have you ever had a caller that just like you said like just along those lines like just not get it not get the whole situation sure and i i try to correct them multiple times um and usually i'll i i tend to give people too many tries probably and you know then i get to where okay that's it i'm gonna block them but usually what that is is they're just calling the wrong kind of person okay so it's like you know okay maybe they do want a gfe so it's like you know i, I got right or there's other people that i can send them to that would fit them better because i'm not the one for them that's, that's cool okay, too you know that's yeah. cool when you have that kind of a network with other girls like oh, I'll send yeah you this and one. i that's why i love you know keeping in touch with some of my peers because then i can be like oh you're into that okay she's good at that you know let me send you to her yeah yeah. What uh, you do a podcast too, right, DJ? Um, I have. <laughs> I just all I do is I put up my MP3s. I do a little bit of talking on it, but it's just to give a sample of what I do for uh, recorded audios or customs and things like that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so either, if they pay for the customs, it's it's going to be even even wilder than than the podcast. Right. Well, you know, then they can request what they like, and you know, then I'm addressing them directly. It's not just some. You know, for for the masses, kind of a recording that's directed at them. Yeah, because yeah. I listened to the Halloween episode, and yeah, it's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's not Definitely. No. Definitely you say that. <laughs> so, so do you, do you stick to being the dom, or would you, if somebody said, "Hey, I want you to be submissive in this," would you do that? No. Yeah, Slay. no, I just can't do that. You just can't. <laughs> it's one of those it's things just... that's not in my repertoire. Uh, you know, when I'm with my partner, I'd say we're probably about equal in power, but no, submission is not my not my ball of yarn. When did you figure that out? Even in life, was it way before you did? Oh, well, I'm I'm an alpha female of an alpha female. My mom was a badass. My grandma was a badass, and oh. it's just one of those things where we don't. 
I don't know. I guess we don't bow down or submit to anyone or anything. So <laughs> I, I come from a long line of it. Yeah. Nice. And how long have you been on Night Flirt? I've been on Night Flirt since 2006. Wow. Is, is I've, it... been a pro, I've been a pro dom for 20 years now. Cool. Is Night Flirt one of the better uh, uh, places to do phone phone sex on? I think it's the best. Um, everybody always accuses me of being a Night Flirt cheerleader, but they're reputable. They've been around a really long time. Um, you know, they're good about making sure we get our pay. They usually take our side when there's any kind of dispute. I, I really like working there. Um, That's cool. You can, there's <clears throat> no limit to what you can do, the amount of money you can make. You know, there's a few terms of service you can't break and talk about certain things. But other than that, it's kind of anything goes. So uh, I really like it. As far as competition goes, has there, is there anybody <laughs> else that has been uh, around as long as you guys? Uh, not that I know of. Uh, there's probably somebody jumping up and down right now saying, what about so-and-so? But I <laughs> yeah. can't think of any. No, I, yeah. I, there's been some that have come and gone. Uh, mm. I think we all got hit by a couple of those that, you know, just disappeared in the middle of the night kind of thing. Mm. Um, but Night Flirt wow. has been solid. And, you know, before they were Night Flirt, it was a keen thing. And there was psychics on one side and flirting on the other. So uh, it goes way back. They got rid of their psychics. Though. Yeah, like, the psychics ain't bringing the anymore. money in. <laughs> psychics are gone now? Okay. They were there up until about a year ago. So, oh, yeah. wow. Oh, they might still be there then. I was just saying. Yeah, we, we just we don't want psychics. We... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we branched off, and then it became, you know, Nightblur was just the phone sex part. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know uh, Ryder has mentioned, she. I think she tried one other place once, and she just said it was just not. Not the greatest, and she she went to Night Flirt, and she loved it there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, other places take a higher percentage of our money, and uh, they have a lot more rules. And uh, just uh, the system works well. That when your calls are coming in, you can see who's calling. I mean, it's just there's a whole bunch of bonuses and pluses on the, on the pro side when it comes to Night Flirt. So, cool. yeah. Cool. I saw too. You, you write horror horror. I do write horror. <laughs> um, that's one of those things where I'm doing nano. A lot of people are doing nanorimo, um, where you write a novel in a month. And um, oh. I'm a huge Stephen King fan. I would yeah. basically cut off my left arm to meet the man. But um, I, uh, yeah, I Same. do write horror. I, it's one of those things where I keep my world separate, so I'm not yeah. going to tell you my pen name. That's what I was going to yeah. <laughs> I was wondering, is, is there Mr. DJ on Amazon? <laughs> there, there is, but not in the way you're thinking. Okay. So it's probably something where I did a collaboration so, with somebody, and it's kink. So it's not... <laughs> Mistress oh. D-Day does not write horror. Is it, it, <laughs> so. so it's not sexual horror in any way? It's not sexual horror. No, okay. Horror. That's a good question. Cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, that's that's amazing. Um, how long have you been doing that for? Writing? Um, oh, my gosh. Uh, probably about 20 years. Um, most of it's just for pleasure. I've taken writing classes online just to, you know, improve my skills. And it's just something I enjoy doing. Um, I really love reading horror and getting scared, so I like to do that to other people. What's one of yeah. your favorite uh, Stephen King books or movies? Mm, anything where something you would never think was going to happen happens. You know, there's one where he got in a, the mangler, he got in a fight with a, a laundry folding machine, and I'll never forget the line. It said, his arm snapped, and it sounded like a pencil breaking. And I was like, oh! oh. <laughs> so, oh my yeah. God. I, 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 I was saying, I, I brought it up a couple times on the show. Uh, 
And I, I read the book. Uh, oh my god, what was it? Oh my god, which one was it? Uh, Gerald's Game. Gerald's Game. Okay. Gerald's Game is good. It's yes, just one yes. of my favorites. That's King Cor. <laughs> yes, yes. He I, definitely crossed that. I read the entirety of it, and it is nothing like any of the adaptations, even like the newest one. Like tried harder to hit it but still not close (laughs) but just like a weird scene that sticks out and that was the kid that like got shoved into a refrigerator was it and then killed by bees (laughs) like yeah yeah. no it's not even close they never do his books any justice the refrigerator the refrigerator was only in the book (laughs) not in the adaptation like where's the fridge where's the bees yeah right Oh, I saw too, uh, DJ. A couple times I've seen your tweets, and uh, you're a Star Wars fan, correct? A uh, huge Star Wars fan, yes. So cool. Uh, we, oh, may the force be with you. Yes, we we interviewed yes. a few weeks ago. Uh, Michael uh, Michael McCormick. Michael McCormick is a puppeteer. He worked on uh, uh, Empire Strikes Back. I wanted to ask Return you. of the Jedi. Oh, Return of the Jedi. Oh, but, he um, did. He did. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Rob, but he did the uh, the monkey that was like Java the Hutt's pet, like the, little, yeah, like the little, little monkey. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. I was gonna ask Love you, it. what is your favorite of the Star Wars movies? Um. Oh gosh, that's not fair. Um, probably Revenge of the Sith or um, mm, The Force Awakens. I, I'm a dark fighter, so anytime they're really shiny, I might even say Rogue One. I might go off on a little I was one. that was mine. Mine is Rogue One. Just yeah, even though it's um, a I mean, side I love the movie. Death Star. I love Vader so cool. when he's his prime. So yes. probably Rogue One. Yeah. I really loved uh, the last one too. When uh, uh, which one was that? Uh, not the last Red Jedi, Skywalker? but the one before. Oh, was that it last? Yes, it was the Rise of Skywalker. You like that one? Yeah. Was that the last one where they, yeah, they showed the Skywalker? Yeah, where they showed the Death Star, and it was like they had to go back there for something. Like, yeah, it was, it was really cool. Really cool. Yeah, it was neat. It was neat. <sighs> so good. Except for now, there's no Supreme Leader. What do we do now? Where are we going now? Is there going to be a Java movie? What's next? Yeah, I, I don't know. I love the um some of the video games like the KOTOR. I don't know if you guys had ever looked into any of those or played those, but Knights of the Old Republic. Knights of the Republic, yeah. yeah. Amazing story and a lot of content. Like I think they should explore that more with films like the, the Darth the Raven. The comics have a lot of content too that gets left out. Yeah. What, what about The Mandalorian? I've not seen that yet. Uh, I have not either. I, I Disney gets enough money for me, so I haven't shelled out the money for Disney Plus. But uh, I've heard great things about it. Yeah, I'm same. tired of calling the little the little one Baby Yoda because it's not Yoda. It's, it's not right in the timeline. For it Yoda, makes me so. mad. I don't like the baby. I'm not a fan of the Baby Yoda. This is what I got. I can tell you guys is I watched the pilot episode of The Mandalorian, and I was like, "This is fucking amazing." And then I just didn't watch any more of it. But that pilot episode really fucking cool. Okay. So I got. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about slim. Sounds about slim. There, there was a cool interaction with the Mandalorian and an assassin droid, which was uh, fucking amazing. The other thing I got to say about so. that is uh, I work in retail and I do online orders and I had to pick the Mandalorian's Darksaber and the thing is obnoxious. <laughs> the obnoxious. thing makes awful noises and it just is, I don't, I'm not a fan of the toy. That's all I know. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of sick of Baby Yoda and the Baby mer- Yoda merch as well. All yeah. over the place. Yeah, Baby Yoda merch is off the chain. They yeah. have Baby Yoda everything. Yeah. yeah. I wish it was like we could have like baby stuff. Like why can't we have Baby Robin Slim? 
Is you fried? <laughs> Baby Mrs. DJ. Baby Mrs. DJ. We'd all just sit here and crack jokes and throw things at each other or something. Yeah. <laughs> so what were you drinking on, Slim, that got you so... Oh, um, yeah, so I've been mixing my, so I'm a cocktail guy, I'm into mixology, I've been doing it for about a year now, and I've, uh, tonight have been mixing myself something called a Calvados cocktail, Calvados is a apple brandy, I believe, um, uh, it's like a French brandy, but so the Calvados, uh, cocktail that I've been mixing has been one and a half ounce Calvados, one ounce uh, Contra U, which is like a, a fancy triple sec. And um, I, I'm sorry, I, I, something like three-fourths ounce Contra U and an ounce of fresh orange juice, which I squeezed oranges before the show into a little bottle. Wow. Yeah. Sounds pretty good. I feel it's like delicious. he's prime for the dominating, right, DJ? <laughs> <laughs> just up in him, huh? <laughs> I, uh, this is a good cocktail, that's all I know. <laughs> When Rob was talking to me about coming on and talking to you guys, he says, I'm not really into that, but Slim might be. Yeah, no, 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 no. So, <laughs> that's not so, I like, so I like let me, the girlfriend let me, experience. I like the homewrecker. <laughs> weirdly <laughs> enough, and I don't know if I've ever admitted this to Rob, but I, because I, well, I, I, I like to be kind of the one, like, barking the orders and being the dominator in oh. a relationship. I like to choke a chick once in a while. All right. Yeah. Oh, so okay, that's... Okay. I like a girl Christian, who tells... Go 50 shades. Yeah. I, I, like, I like a girl who tells me I like it when you're bossy. Okay. Wow. That's, Surprising. That's my thing. Wow. <laughs> I don't like to be dominated by a woman. Uh. That's too bad. That no, is. That really is thing. too bad. It's really weird. Foul. It feels weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some guys, some guys, it's their thing. Some guys, it's not. So. Yeah. As yeah. being, as you mentioned before, DJ, uh, pro dominatrix. Like, did that take? Did you have callers that like wanted to take it to the next level? No. So I started doing that when I was in college. I went to college up in Reno, and um, there was a interesting ad in the paper. Uh, and it said, wanted articulate, intelligent women for a high-paying job, uh, you know, give me a call. And so I called without thinking. Now, you got to remember, prostitution is legal in Nevada. So it could have been for prostitution, but it wasn't. But I was like, oh, after the fact, I thought about it. So I met this lady. She told me what domination and what her dungeon was all about. She was getting her ready to retire. And I was like, you get paid to do that? Like, you know, she's telling me she ties guys up and spanks them and does all these things. I'm like... Okay. <laughs> so, you know, she bought me coffee and we talked some more. And then next thing I know, I'm shadowing her at her dungeon. And um, long story short, I took over half her client list and another gal took over the other half. And I've been doming ever since. Now, when I'm in Oregon, I just go to local munches and that's how they find me. It's not callers. No. Wow. Not callers. Because wow. the callers that call are... Uh, I'm going to say sometimes they get a little over-enthused about meeting us and being with us and things like that, right. and uh, they get a little get a little stocky sometimes. <laughs> yeah, so. I guess. I, I was wondering. I was wondering if they did. I mean, I'm sure Ryder could tell you that, too. That yes. we, get some, we get some creepies sometimes, so yeah, yeah you couldn't really do that. So, I, yeah. I always feel like, too, it's like a fine line, like, do, do I block this guy or do right. I not? 
Like, right. Yeah. Cause, right. Because you got to think I mean, about some of it. Obviously, especially with GFE, I mean, it's a fantasy. You're his partner. You're yeah. his whatever. You know, and. Yeah. Yeah, when, at what point do you like, that's enough. Well, what about controls, though? Like, is there enough to where that guy couldn't find out anything about you? Or, or like, like, how does it go as far as what you reveal? On, on You mean online? Right, or like, yeah, or online on or when you're on the phone or... Yeah, well, I mean, on the phone, I can be anybody. I can yeah. tell you, I can tell right. you I'm from Texas and you wouldn't have any clue if I'm telling you the truth or if I'm not. You know, there's there's lots of different things you can do. You can pick other towns. I give people a region area, you know, Pacific Coast, California. California is a big state. If you can find me, you're Inspector Gadget, you know. Um, but <laughs> other than that, it's like you can, on the phone, I think most of us share about half of who we really are. Um, yes. But you have to protect your location and things like that. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I was gonna ask too. Um, as far as as Dominic just goes, do you ever have requests like either hot wax play or, or knife play, anything like that? In person, yes, hot wax, uh, knife. I don't do any bloodletting or any blood play. Um, I don't do any bodily fluids for that matter or breast play. And then even like electrical stimulation, guys over forty are out. Nope. If you're over, if you're under forty, I'll do it. But if you're over forty, no. Why is that? Um, because an old guy is already excited because he's in my dungeon, and then I'm going to put electricity to his heart. He's going to have a heart attack in my dungeon. I don't want to kill some old guy. What is, you know? what, is, what is that? What is electricity? Yeah. Playing? So there's like E-STEM. You guys have seen like TENS units and stuff that like yes. athletes use. Uh, yeah. Bruce Lee used it, stuff like that. It stimulates the muscle and makes it you know contract and things like that. Yes. Well, there's sexual TENS units as well that have everything from a probe that goes in your urethra to nipple clamps, to clamps for your balls, uh, and yeah, you electrify everything. In the urethra, though, no. Yeah, yeah, and you can even actually have a full-out orgasm without being erect at all with e-stimulation. Wow. Slim. (laughs) Well, the guys that get it say it feels like a hand job from the inside, and I don't have a cock. That sounds terrible. I don't want a hand chop from the inside. Yeah, yeah. hand chop from the inside. I, I don't yeah. want you jerking my intestines. I figured like the nipples. Away. Yeah, I never figured like up in 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 there. No. No, well, I you know, no. It can go on your balls. It can go. I mean, there's even anal probes that can be electrified too. That's so. what I was wondering. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. that might be all right. <laughs> so yeah, I mean the stuff and there's there's people wax plays pretty popular. Yeah, and, you know that burns momentarily. I don't no, know if you've ever got nice, candle yeah. wax on you. It's not that no. bad. Um, you know, it's temporarily painful, and then you pull the wax off, and you're fine. What about like heels? Does that does that come into it? Stilettos. Stilettos. A lot of guys like fetish clothing. Um, I'm not a very much a fetish dresser. I'm more like the girl next door. I'm going to be wearing jeans and cowboy boots and stuff like that. Or, you know, yoga clothes, things I can move easily in. But there's a lot of guys that like the stilettos or want to be trampled and stuff like that. Yeah. Wow. It's a whole new world. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's it like, is a whole new world. Like, <laughs> you know, if you, if you can even imagine it, they've probably asked for it at some point. So. <laughs> is there anything that you won't do? As a dog. Well, I mean, again, we have terms of service on Night Flirt, you know, like no kids, no animals. Mm. Can't pee on anybody, can't poop on anybody, even on the phone. Oh. <laughs> you know, there's certain things we can't do. Pee's um, all right, I feel. I don't know. 
<laughs> you know, a lot of people, Golden Shower is very popular, yes. but it's not it's not okay with night foot policy. So, ah. um, yeah, I mean, in person, I've done that, you know, that kind of stuff. But um, anything I won't do, you know, Roman showers are pretty horrid. I wouldn't do that. What's that? What is, what is that? Puke. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Wow. You puke on somebody. Oh. Um, no. And then, of course, red showers is nasty. Yeah, no, I don't want to. No, I don't <laughs> even want to go there. Golden <laughs> is, is about as, as maybe it gets. <laughs> so that's, those are pretty bad. And then other than that, I don't do a lot of, like, medical play or breath oh. play, things like that. Anything that could cause you a permanent scar or permanent harm. Did you say I breath play? Breath play. What is that? Um, it can be everything from just causing you to hold your breath or like a light choke, stuff like that, oh. to, I mean, some people go all the way out and put plastic bags over their head and seal Whoa. it. So, well, is, yeah. I remember years ago, I used to listen to a, a radio show called Ron and Fez, and they had this item called a sucky bed. And one of their guys on the show volunteered to get into the sucky bed, and it was like latex, like... And, oh, the vacuum bag. Yes! Yeah. Yeah, that's very popular. But see, there's a breathing tube that they put in there so you can breathe. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> okay. It's kind of like scuba. You get you get vacuumed into this bag, and you're all in rubber and latex. And yeah. uh, I mean, I guess that's pretty thrilling because then whoever's on the outside can manipulate you, or you know, tweak nipples, or play with your cock, or whatever. Yeah. So, but yeah, you have to have an air hose. For that. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. A lot of stuff out there. A lot of stuff out there. There is a lot of stuff out there. Yeah. Oh, DJ, thank you so much for talking to us. It's been a blast. Oh, you're welcome. It's been a lot of fun, and sorry I missed the drinking. <laughs> oh, you didn't miss it. Or you can always go back and re-listen to the drinking. Slim got Slim got there at the beginning of the show, so. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's been along for the whole ride, then. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 a rough one, but uh, where can everybody find you, DJ? What was that? Where can everybody find you? Oh, you can find me at on Nightflirt at nightflirt.com/slash/mistress/plus/dj, or you can find me on my website www.mistressdj.com, and that has links to all of my offerings. Awesome. And on Twitter, I had trouble uh, tagging you. So Yeah, I see that. You you tagged my, my uh, backup one. I got banned there for a little bit. Oh. But uh, yeah, mistress underscore DJ is my everyday use one. You can feel free to hit me up there. DMs are always open. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, DJ. It's been a pleasure right, talking guys. to you. It's been a lot of fun. Have a good night, DJ. Okay. You too. Yeah. Bye. Take care. We'll be back next week. We will be here. And uh, we'll be here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be here. I'm always here. I'm always here in this place, ready to give you a song or something. Uh, see you next week. Maybe we, uh, maybe we don't tell people about this one. Did we at least learn something? That we suck and everyone sucks. I guess that counts. Later, chodes. Hit me on the next one. This has been a Fat Moles Radio production. To hear more shows like this, go to soundcloud.com slash Radio. 
Wash your face is coming straight to your ears. A podcast network that's changing gears, bringing fresh funky pods with a fresh funky beat. A family of pods that are bringing the heat. There ain't no stopping us. Keep coming back to us, sick ass pods that'll make you hush. www. Wash your face. www. Wash your face. www. Wash your face. 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 Wash your